getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Well, the mighty foe, the Australian cricket team, have hit our shores. There's a T20 on Wednesday, one on Friday, one on Sunday. And then the following week, the first test match of two starts 11 o'clock in the morning. Cannot wait. Simply cannot wait. Love having Australia, a full-strength Australia here in New Zealand. To talk to us about that is I mentioned earlier today to Ian Smith, I think he was a bit of a cult figure when he was going around, played about 13 or 14 years for New Zealand, 71 test matches, uh, 10 five-wicket bags. Once he got 10 wickets in a match, Chris Martin, the man with the lethal headband, changed the shape of test bowling for us. Welcome in, Chris. Good morning, Steph. How are you? I'm brilliant. Does Aussie coming to New Zealand excite a former cricketer like you? It does, because I I had to get out there and get my ticket, um, like everybody else, and I had to do it within the first week, because it's um, (laughs) basin sold out. So you you, you can't sit around and, and, and wait for these things to to sort of happen to you, you've got to go and do it. So I'll be down there watching. What did playing against Australia, as opposed to other opponents, do for Chris Martin, the bowler? Uh, it murdered my stats, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I think playing Australia uh, was always, for me, you know, that, that, that mortal enemy, uh, the people that would do anything to win and would obviously rub your nose in it if they if they managed to, to, to clean you up. But I think when we played uh, in that early 2000s phase, that, that, that period of Australian cricket was just very dominant. Um, so you come across players with uh, more test hundreds individually than your entire team had as an outfit. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a little soul-destroying, uh, soul to be fair. Um, some of those teams were just outlandishly good so um, memories aren't fond but um, if you had a, a battle out there you definitely um, came out the other side um, feeling like you're in, in the midst of some of the best cricketers going Yeah and that's what our guys are going to come up against um, this this series, I mean when you look at their bowlers with Stark, Hazelwood Cummins, as a guy that played a lot in New Zealand with the new ball, what will our wickets offer those, particularly those three bowlers? Um, I think if you look at where we're playing them, so the basin will have uh, bounce and carry, uh, and initially it will have just enough uh, to interest the bowlers with a new ball, um, and then it will, will become pretty hard work. But I think um, crushing will be similar, and the way that they operate as a, as a, you know, a threesome along with Lion is that they, they just wear you, wear you down. I think um, they'll basically offer you not much to hit, um, they'll hit the deck very hard uh, and they'll get whatever the deck has to offer um, and that I suppose is a battle of attrition really for our batsmen um, when you're playing you know, a bunch of guys that are I suppose over the, the period of their careers um, in the top 10 bowlers um, going at all times like they are you know, a very very formidable outfit They Kane Williamson, we're going to need patience, and I think he's probably the most patient batsman in the world. If, well, one of them, if not the most patient. How do you think they'll approach Kane Williamson? Um, watching them operate um, over the last probably sort of three or four years, it's it's been um, the captain um, Cummings has been the guy that takes, uh, I suppose, the best player on. 
in, in whatever um, team that he's playing against. And he tends to find a way uh, to lift his game uh, and operate at a different level uh, than the rest of his, his bowlers. So I don't know if it's a game plan, but again, um, like Kane's always going to have to get the best of uh, Mr Cummings bowling at him. So um, if he can get through that, uh, he does love to bat. Uh, he's one of those guys that uh, he won't, um, I suppose you could just see in this last series, he, he wasn't willing to let up the opportunity to get runs. He wasn't willing to to basically uh, try and have an ego match with um, the guys bowling at him. He just treats every ball with respect. And if he's still there at the end of the day, then you know that he's scored plenty of runs. So I think, yeah, he's going to um, come across more bounce, um, probably going to test him a lot more outside off stick with that bounce. And I think that's where most people, no matter their talent, are vulnerable. So given that it's our conditions and we know our bowl as well, how, how if, if you were still young enough and able enough, Chris Martin, to bowl to these <laughs> Aussies, what, what sort of tactics would you have to the Aussies? Um, I think they, they all have a game plan. They know where they're off stumpers. They know their run-scoring opportunities. Um, so I think for anyone uh, who can swing the ball, and that's what we're going to have to rely on as, a, as an outfit, um, we're just going to have to operate in those channels with just enough movement and making them make decisions regularly that they don't want to make. And I think our bowling outfit over the years has always been capable of doing that. Um, so just got to do it for longer against the best teams in the world. So I think Australia's definitely in that calibre at the moment. Um, but again, it's a battle of attrition, really. Yeah, it's, it's the, the, the Willow Rourke factor I mentioned in the first half hour of the show, I think he's a big plus for us without wanting to put pressure on him that he hasn't been seen a lot, particularly by these frontline Australian batters. What have you made of his early um, encroachment into the test arena? He seems very level-headed. Uh, I, I think the, the actual test level for him is just a natural adjustment. He seems to, to welcome it, like the fact that he can... Um, operate at the same sort of level he's done at first class and still have the same results. So I think, obviously, coming in against Australia, there'll be um, you know faces and I suppose people that he's watched play on telly. But once he gets into the into the groove, um, I think the way he bowls, the style he bowls suits Test cricket. Um, definitely the bounce, just that ability to to move the ball off the string um, is going to make life pretty difficult for whoever he bowls to. So. Um, yeah, he's got the height and definitely enough gas in the tank to, to sort of make people uncomfortable. We lost a bit of height with Cole Jamison. We've had a text from Mikey saying, can you please ask Chris how concerned we should be about Cole Jamison? It's awkward, isn't it? Because he's, he's one of those guys, if you look at his stats, you know, that first you know, sort of 16 to 18 tests. I mean, not too many people apart from Bondi have had um, as good a return in those first parts of your, of your career is staying on the park and I think for both of them you, you understand what you're missing when they're playing you suddenly go Jesus uh, these guys win matches um, they take wickets and they and they knock over teams which is what we need to have so um, at the age of 29 I think 6 foot 8 God, <laughs> it's hard isn't it um, I think I've always watched um, Jacob Moore play and not play and our team was always amazing when he was in it uh, just with what he offered, but just keeping people of that size uh, on the park is is tough. Um, so you've just got to enjoy them while you've got them. Why don't the Aussies break down? Because 
they had that same um, fast bowling trio every test this summer. It's like they insist on playing. I don't know whether they play injured or not, but we seem to go have guys breaking down. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I don't know, uh, Wagner, Bolt, Saudi, they were the core of our outfit for a good seven, eight years. Um, they were available more often than not. Um, they helped us win games, and our consistency as a team was probably revolved around the fact that those three were available um, for the majority of, of the last 50 or so tests. So I, I don't think like our bowlers get injured that often. Obviously, it's highlighted by not having Jameson right now, but um, I think as a, as a, a bunch of athletes uh, that can play when required, I think we're not too bad. Um, I suppose if you look at guys like Lockie Ferguson, who sort of runs on um, pure brute strength and effort, um, it's hard to keep guys like him on the park. Um, six foot eight, Jameson, it's hard to keep a guy like him on the park. But I think uh, Wagner and Bolt and Southey um, genuine athletes and have been available. So um, I don't think we're doing too bad. Um, and I, I don't know if Chris, is Chris Dalton still our trainer? Is yep, he's still there. there. Yep. Um, yeah, he's, he's impeccable. And I think the guys can take their careers and their length of their careers to the fact that he knows what he's doing and he gets the best out of them. Finally, let's fast forward to the end of the Test Series and we've won 2 0 in the Test match. Wouldn't that be amazing? Who's our player of the series? Give us a batter and a bowler that's our player of the series. For us to win 2 0? Um, for me, it's, I mean, we need Daryl Mitchell and we, we need his counter attacking style and his ability to, to hold that bottom uh, batting order together uh, whilst being, you know, scoring runs. I think, I mean, I'm not putting all the pressure on, on Kane because he's going to do what Kane does, but I quite like Daryl Mitchell with the bat. Yep. Uh, with the ball, um, that's a tough one. Um, I think at the moment, uh, I mean, we've, we've we don't quite have a consistent um, bowling lineup that we're used to having, um, and guys are getting older. So I'm not going to throw it at the rookie, but someone like Tim Southey needs to have an amazing series. I think just needs to to do what Tim does, leave from the front. Um, as a captain, you're always going to want to put your performance uh, front and centre, and that's what you're going to want to end up talking about at the end of the day. So I think at the end of a winning series, someone like Tim's going to need to stand up. And we just had a text through from Josh as well, just saying, um, I love Neil Wagner and I love his passion and I love his competitiveness that he brings. How long do we keep picking him? <laughs> I think on on attitude, you're always going to pick um, Wags. He's yeah. just like, he's an amazing competitor. Uh, I think it's harder and harder um, to bowl the same sort of vigour and intensity as you get older. You sort of have to rely on different tools and different skills. Um, and I saw a bit of that from him in his last test. He tried to swing the ball a bit more, um, tried to attack the top of it off when he could, and then when everything else kind of falls into place and he's, he's away, he starts to hit that short ball as well. It's just whether you can keep doing that beyond 35 is always hard. Um, and against Australia, we'll just have to see. Um, but that attitude is just, you can't really replicate that in the bowling lineup. Um, and if you don't have it, then you're missing that that fire and that aggression that, that gets wickets when everybody else is really suffering and can't get it for you. Mm. Brilliant. Well, Chris, uh, fantastic to have you on the show again today. It's been too long. Um, what's the best special at the Eastbourne Foursquare this week? 
Uh, Malula prawns uh, going at uh, 31.99 kg. Um, great for the barbecue. Uh, Steph, you'll have to come down and have a nice cold IPA and with him, eh? Oh, Malula Bar. I've been to Malula Bar and I've had prawns there. I'm not lying. <laughs> They're pretty bloody good. They are outstanding. Chris, great to chat to you, buddy. Thanks so much. All good. Have a good day. Cheers, yeah. mate. Chris Martin there, former Black Caps fast bowler. Interesting. Daryl Mitchell, player of the series, if we're to win this. That's, I just thought Kane was the easiest answer. But yeah, Daryl Mitchell. It's amazing how, I mean, I haven't forgotten about him, but <clears throat> he wasn't involved against South Africa. Um, crucial man. Such a wonderful late bloomer too, Daryl Mitchell. And yes, I agree. Tim Southey needs to turn back the clock. And if any opponent's going to turn the clock back for Tim Southey, it's Australia. And isn't Steve Smith Neil Wagner's bunny? Am I right in saying that? Do I feel like Neil Wagner's got it over Steve Smith? One thousand percent. Yeah, can't play the can't play those short balls. Just gets him frustrated, which is great to see. So you know, I talked about the mental block we have with Australia. Mm. Steve Smith's got a mental block with Wagner because when Steve Smith comes in, doesn't matter when it is. Southie will go to Wags. You're next. You're up. You're up, and Wags will love it. Does um. Does Warner? Have, I feel like is there someone we've got against Warner as well, or is it maybe it is the Steve Smith one I'm thinking about? Well, Warner doesn't play tests anymore. No, but when when we did play him, is there Warner was, in the T20 side? Yeah, he is. Okay, yeah, he's coming. That's that's going to be an interesting, uh, what should we say, crowd atmosphere reception uh, as he takes uh, the field. Yeah, and reception when he departs for under five. Where's the T20 on Wednesday? Because Friday, Sunday's at Eden Park. Both of them. Yeah, Friday, Sunday is. Look, I've got it right here for you, Sam. That's the kind of guy I am. First T20, da, 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 Sky Stadium, Wellington, yellow seats. Short boundaries, run fest. Mm. Take the over. Take the overs. Take the overs. We'll take a quick break.